Well, I'd just say it, but that was really good, Grace. I don't really like Grace that much. Grace was one of our helpers in the uh, snack shack down at camp. And I hate to say it, but she did a good job. But I'm glad to see our, our kids growing up and taking part in the church. And that's what they're supposed to do. Well, I wasn't here last week. I assumed you had church. Did you have church or did you just call it off? Okay. You just called it off and stayed at home. No, I had to go to my, uh, my niece, my, what is she? My granddaughters, my granddaughters. I, I forget what I did. My nieces, my nephew. No, she's my granddaughter is what she is. And did her dedication last Sunday night. And it was, she squalled like a squash cat the whole time. It was just this, and it was, oh, I just sweated. I just started sweating, and I was just red, and I was just like, shut up. And she, I didn't say that, but I was just thinking, for the love of God, please be quiet. And she wouldn't. And so I don't even know what I said. We just tried to get through, and uh, we had a great time. But anyway, can I announce the other thing? I am going to be a grandpa again. <laughs> Lacey is going to have another baby. She just... Keeps having them, <laughs> and so went to Addie's. Went to Addie's birthday party yesterday, and uh, she opened up this box. Addie opened up this box, and it had this baby balloon, and came out and said, uh, "This is you're going to have a baby sister." And Addie was like, "Or baby? Well, I don't know what it is. You're going to have a baby, another baby." And Addie was like. I don't get it. <laughs> Lacey in her mind had these big ideas of what that she would be all excited about. I don't think she was. So uh, anyway, so we're going to have another grandbaby again. That'll be six or seven, something, I don't know, something like that. But anyway, but anyway, that's why I wasn't here last week. And so I haven't met with you for a while. But I think God's doing some neat things in your lives. Had some testimony just tonight, even before church, of what God was doing. And so I'd give you an opportunity. We've got just a few minutes here, and then I'm going to preach. But if somebody wanted to tell what God was doing in your life, I'd let you tonight. So you need to stand and get at it. Oh, I thought, Malia, I thought you were going to stand up and testify, but she was just scooting around in her seat. Anybody stand up and tell what God's doing in your life? Nancy? And Buck's no help at all, is he? He's no help whatsoever.
to the, to y'all, that's probably nothing. But to me, it was a big thing that God helped me to focus today when I got so much overwhelming me. And that's just how much He loves us, like our song said tonight. Amen. And I love Him, and it's a, it's a wonderful service. Hey, be praying for your Sunday school teachers. This, the amount of information that we have is kind of overwhelming. And uh, they want to do a good job. And just be praying that the Lord would help them. Uh, it's it's kind of it's not easy subject matter. It's this is what happened in this book, and then you're going on to the next thing. And I know a lot of it's just information, but it's not just information. It's outlining this is what God has gave us. This is how He gave it to us. This is the reason we have it, and this is what you're supposed to learn from this section. And so just kind of try thinking like that and just be praying for your Sunday school class, your Sunday school teacher, that this will be uh, what it's supposed to be. I know it's kind of different, but uh, we're going to make it through and, and we're going to be better off for it. And, we're, and if, if you're not careful, you might learn something. And so uh, let the Lord speak to you in that. Anybody else? A testimony real quick. Bye. Kelly. Sabrina. things we talked about this morning in Sunday school was the years before the Israelites were delivered, they were praying and crying out, God, can you, can you send a deliverer? Can you send a deliverer? And every week I'm sure they thought, is God hearing us? And the whole time, 40 years before that, Moses is out in the desert being trained, being brought up. God's working. God's getting him ready to go. And so even when it feels like God's not doing something, God is. And uh, sometimes when we are in the midst of stuff, it doesn't seem like it, but uh, know that he is. All right, turn your Bibles tonight to Mark chapter 2. I had this, I had this sermon ready a couple of Sunday nights ago. I don't know why I didn't preach. I don't know what the deal was. But anyway, uh, and so I haven't preached it. I actually preached it at the Christian school this week. 
But uh, I wanted to, when we, we were talking about disciples and what a disciple looks like. And the Sunday morning before this, I preached that God wants us to be, to look just like Jesus. That is his plan for us to look like Jesus. So that when people see us, they can see and know who Jesus is. Okay, And so the disciples, when they would follow their rabbi and the disciples followed Jesus, they were seeking to be just like him, to where they would teach like him, to where they would talk like him, to where they would have faith like him. And we see that they did as we follow them in the book of Acts, we see that they they were doing these things. So let's stand tonight and honor God's word. Mark chapter 2, 13 and 14. This is one of I love this when it's talking about uh, the calling of Levi. Once again, Jesus went out beside a lake. A large group of, a large crowd came to him and he began to teach them. As he walked along, he saw Levi, son of Alphaeus, sitting at the tax collector's booth. Follow me, Jesus told him. And Levi got up and followed him. Let's pray. Father, tonight, help us to do what you've called us to do. Help us to follow you. Father, help us to leave everything the world has and follow you. And Father, tonight, I pray that just once again that you would just help us to understand and look into your scripture and see what does it mean to be a follower of Christ? What does that look like today? And so, Father, I pray right now that you would just speak into our hearts for these next few moments. Thank you for already coming and meeting us here as we've praised and worshiped in a time of testimony. And just pray right now that you would just meet with us one more time and speak into us through your word. And we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. If you're, yes, yes, Susan, Sorry, but I feel like you're fine. Not really. I'm nervous as we get out. But anyway, um, I felt like I needed to say something. Um, I've been back in town a couple of weeks. And um, I'm asking today because when I get back, it was supposed to be for today. And then I was going to go. My car broke down. And he's like, okay, today, tonight, we'll work on it tomorrow. It's still broke down in her driveway. We're still there. And um, she, he asked his date, Bobby and I, he said, where do you think you guys would be? And I was like, in hell. You know, and I have felt that all day long, that I am where I'm supposed to be. I have tons more work that I have to get through. But I know with the Lord, he's going to give me the way and the strength to do it. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Susan. And you, you are where you're supposed to be, and we're glad you're here. Glad to have you and Bobby both with us. All right. Uh, so if we're going to be a disciple, then we're called to be followers of Jesus. And uh, when I, I, I was watching a movie the other night, and I've watched, I've watched a couple of movies where the person plays a real person. Lots of times uh, they, people play people that you don't know or things like that. But I once watched a movie about Julia Childs. And this lady, I think it was Meryl Streep, played Julia Childs. And she looked and acted just like Julia Childs. Does everybody know who Julia Childs is? The friends, this chef from PBS, you know, when she cooks and, oh, this is lovely and this and that. Okay. And so she does that. She, she just, she just, I've studied Julia Childs. And anyway, she does. Shut up, Mark. But anyway, so anyway, so uh, now I'm all messed up. Okay. So anyway, I mean, literally, it was like watching Julia Childs in the movie. The, the lady 
was just like, and, and they asked her how she did. She said, I watched all these cooking shows that Julia Childs did. She said, I just watched them over and over. And, and she, she said, I watched to see little things that she did, little ways that she moved, little sayings that she said. And she said, I, I watched and watched and watched until when you were watching her, it almost looked like Julia Childs. So Cindy and I were at the house the other night and we were watching the movie that, that was uh, about Johnny Cash's life. And that Joaquin Phoenix, I think, plays Johnny Cash in that movie. And when he is doing Johnny Cash, him and uh, Reese Witherspoon sing a song that him and June Carter used to sing together. And, and he puts his guitar up and plays it loud. And then he goes like this a lot. And he goes, and, I, and I've thought, does Johnny Cash really do that? Because when you're watching it, and, and she would do, and she would, when she was dancing, she would sing like, she would do this. So I got on the YouTube, and I, and I, and I put, uh, put that song in there, and sure enough, it's, it's almost like watching Johnny Cash and June Carter when they were singing, you know, We Got Married in a Fever. They were singing that song, and they had the same, they had the same uh, actions and things like that. And so when they got these parts, they would go to the real person, to the real person that was doing that, that, and they watched them and they studied them until where it was just like you were almost watching the same person. And God calls us to this relationship with Jesus Christ to where we follow him and we watch him and we watch what he does. And, we, and, and in the word we see, how does he react to people in this situation? And we are to study what he does to the point that when we get in the same situation, that our reaction is exactly the same. To where it would be just like watching Jesus in these reactions. And so God has called us to this. He has called us to this discipleship to where we are to be just like Jesus. And I think often we think, oh, this is how Jesus would act, or someone says this is how Jesus would act. But we are to study Jesus to where we know how Jesus would act. We don't go by what someone else says. We go by what we know of Jesus. Jesus' disciples followed him for about three and a half years. You watch somebody for three and a half years and you're going to start having the same and doing the same things that they did. So we say, okay, well, we can't watch Jesus. We don't have any Jesus videos. We don't have any Jesus footage to watch. So how do we get that? If we want to know how to uh, know what Jesus does, we have to study him. Well, if I want to know how to do something, and I, like I told you before, if I want to know how to do something that I don't know how to do, I go to the YouTube, okay? And if you can YouTube anything. A few years ago, I wanted to change the impeller on my, on my, uh, on my outboard motor. Well, you go to, you say, you, this is a water pump. You go, water pump, mercury, 85, 85 horse mercury, water pump. And it'll pop up and there'll be five or six things there. And it'll be, you know, and they'll usually have like a trained Mercury guy or somebody who is trained. And he'll go, you do this, do this, do this, and this. Man, I just watched that guy. Boom. Got it changed. First time out, my motor blew up. No. (laughs) No, really. I I just changed it. And it worked. Fine. I am a uh, amateur carpenter. 
But when I want to figure out how you put something together, I go to the YouTube, I look at it, and it'll show you different steps of how to do these things. And you say, well, well, there ain't no YouTube for, if you YouTube, how do I act like Jesus? There's no YouTube that you can watch. So if we're going to do this, if we're going to really follow Jesus, we have to go to his word. And his word is our number one source of research of how to follow Jesus. This is our go-to source. And the, and the word is not just some book. And that's, what, that's what the most important thing that I want us to learn during this 12 weeks. Is this is not like a history book or just... A, a bunch of words or an encyclopedia that tells it or a storybook or anything like that. I read my kids' storybooks and I look at history books and I read books. And this is not like that. This is the revelation of God to his people saying, this is who I am. And then it's the story of them and how they relate to him. And then when you get in the New Testament, it is the picture. This is like watching Jesus. And we can do the same things the disciples did by studying his word and knowing how he acted. And then we can copy him. We can see how he reacts in hard situations. When people are pushing in on you and they're questioning your, questioning your motives, we see that the Pharisees come and they question his motives. Well, how do we react when someone questions our motives? Well, we go to the word and we find out. How do we react when Satan comes and brings temptation in our lives and, and we don't know where to go and there's temptation and we feel like we're going we're gonna to break underneath that temptation? Well, we go to the Word and the Word says that, that Jesus was in a hard spot. He had fasted for 40 days and his body was weak and, and, and Satan came and tempted him. And we see what Jesus did. And we can study that and say, okay, in this situation, Jesus quoted God's Word. Well, if I'm going to quote God's word, I need to have something to quote. And so we study and learn how to do that. And so the word is this source that gives us and shows us how we're supposed to react. And the word is alive. It's not like any other book. And it convicts and encourages and directs us. And if we are going to be like Jesus, we have to love his word. And you might say, well, I don't, you know, like Nancy was talking about, she goes, I'm having a hard time right now in her life paying attention because when she gets quiet her mind is going well i'm sure that nancy's the only one that that has ever happened to okay nobody else here it's just nancy now i'm the same way we get quiet and then our mind starts what do we need to do what what do i what do i what do i we need to be praying that god help me to hear your word right now i'm setting i'm setting this time apart let me hear this And you might say, well, I don't like to read. Well, maybe you need to listen to the word. Maybe you need to get uh, an eight-track tape player or something and listen. No, or MP5 or whatever it is. Or get on the YouTube and listen to it. I don't know. But listen to it. Or maybe you need to pray that God would give you such a love for the word that you could get past that. You know, I, when, I first started, when I first started preaching, I started praying, God, help me to love your word. You know, I figured out that I had, I had nothing to give as a pastor. I have nothing to give you at all. There's nothing that I would say that would be any use to you whatsoever. This is all that I have that has any use to you whatsoever. 
And so I wanted to fall in love with God's word. And I prayed that God would help me do that. And that God would help me when I was in his word to help me to understand it. And so we have to come to this. When, when the, when the, in Jesus' day, when, when people would go and they would read the Torah, they would, they would literally they would pick it up and kiss it because it was so precious to them. And people would get, can you imagine getting real quiet just to hear God's word? Because they, they didn't have it in their hands. They didn't, have it, uh, they didn't have it in the printed word in their home. And all they had was what they had memorized in their home. And so when they would hear it, everybody would be like, okay, shh, shh, shh. We're going to get to hear the word of God. Do you treat God's word like that? Or is it something like, oh, okay, I've got to get this done so I can go do something else. And you, you just read through and you don't even, I mean, we've all done that. But God, this is God's word. This is, this is, this is God revealing himself to us. And so our, our, main, our main thing where we learn who Jesus is, where we learn how to follow him, where we learn how to be just like him, is in his word. Okay? So we have to treat it like it's a big deal. And we have to love God's word. If you want to be a disciple, you've got to give time to God's word. Not what people say, because people can be wrong or misunderstood or misquoted but go to the source and what does god say don't believe what people say what does god say and then the second thing you have to do in order to be what god would have us to be is we have to be obedient the first thing that that jesus asked he said he said matthew come follow me Well, his first act there was not to read the Bible. His first act was not to pray. His first act was to be obedient. The first thing God calls us to is this obedience, this faith. Faith is always an action word. He doesn't say, Levi, you know, why don't you think about following me and I'll come back later. And you contemplate for a while and and check with your family and see if it's okay. He said, Levi, follow me. And in that moment, Levi, we've talked about this many times. I think it's one of the greatest scriptures about showing what it is to be a follower. Levi left everything. The job he had was to collect taxes. If he gets up and leaves that booth, he loses his job. He loses his way of income. He's already lost probably his family. Nobody likes him because he's a Jewish tax collector. He's given that up already to be rich. Okay, so he's lost his family to be rich and now he is going to lose his ability to be rich. Levi will have nothing if he follows Jesus. And Jesus comes and usually this is how it is. Decide, are you going to follow me? Usually he comes and there's a conviction. The Holy Spirit comes and convicts us. In a moment, we're standing out in the crowd and we're, or we're sitting in the crowd. The pastor speaks. The word of God comes and convicts. And immediately it's a moment. And we know this is what I'm going to have to do. And I'm going to have to do it now. Michael Deal was talking about something that the Lord started convicting him. And immediately he had a moment and he had to decide, am I going to? And he did what the Lord told him to had a conviction it was a moment wasn't it just a moment a moment am i going to do this right now am i going to follow am i going to be obedient am i going to trust god and god is faithful and that's the way faith is and it's and it's always that way (coughs) even when you're continuing to follow god even at this time in my life where i follow god for many years he still asks me and there's moments of faith all through you never never runs out And God teaches us to be obedient. 
And the only thing we have to give God is our obedience. Some people think that, that God is really lucky to have them around. I've got a lot of money, and so God would be really lucky if he had me. You know, God doesn't need money. You don't think God can give money? I think God can get money. He doesn't need my money. He certainly doesn't need mine because I don't have very much. So anyway, uh, talent. A lot of people think, well, you know, God needs me on his team because I have all of this talent. Really, where'd you get it? You know what? I believe that God could take the most untalented person and immediately make them talented in whatever it is he wanted them to do. I see uh, uh, Desiree back there, and she can draw. And I hate her because of it. I don't. She put some, Cindy goes, look at this sketch that Desiree, she put it on the YouTube, and I'll put it on the Facebook. She goes, look at that. And I said, yeah, I hate her. She can draw like that. See, and Desiree thinks that she could teach anybody how to draw. You can't. You, you have a talent, but you, and I have, I have not got that talent. I can't draw where sick them. But you know what I believe? I believe that God could give me that talent like that, and immediately I could do it, if he wanted me to. I don't think he's going to, but if he wanted to, he could, all right? So it's not talent. We don't have anything. We don't have any talent that God hasn't given us. The only thing we have that God will not take from us and does not give to us is our ability to obey. And God teaches us to obey, and it's, and it's in his word. That, why do you think that God makes it a commandment that we teach our children to obey? Because he wants our, us to learn how to, early in life, to say yes to him. And obedience is so important, and so we have to obey. And it's very important that, you, that parents teach their kids to obey because if we're going to be followers of Christ, we have to learn to immediately, when he says to do something, that we immediately say yes. How many times do you have your kids obey you immediately? A lot of laughs throughout the crowd today. You know what? When you, learn, when you teach your kids to do that, they're going to be better obeyers of God. That's where they learn to obey. Uh, I was talking to a guy that hires people, and he said, I can't get anybody, number one, to show up to work, and then second, they won't do what you ask them to do. Well, they haven't been taught to obey. And they can't survive in the, in the, in the, in the work environment, and they're certainly going to have a hard time envir- in, in surviving in a spiritual environment where every time God asks you to do something, you go, why? How come? Well, I don't want to right now. You know? God doesn't, Levi does not say that. Levi doesn't say, hey, you know, here, why don't I come on a part-time basis, you know? I can still keep my job. And 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 he goes, no, you got to follow me. And Levi left everything to follow him. Jesus, uh, we we see this in Jesus. Jesus Jesus doesn't ask us to do anything that he doesn't do. Jesus was equal to God, and yet he came under the authority of God. We don't like coming under the authority of anybody, do we? It's in the, in the nation we live in. I'm not coming under anybody's authority. All of Christianity is coming under authority. We place ourselves under authority. Even people that we don't even, maybe not even agree with, God sometimes calls us to be placed under their authority. Okay? I love my district superintendent. I don't always agree with him, but I'm going to back him on everything. You know why? Because I come right under his authority. God has placed him above me. And so I'm going to back him. All right? Luke is 
a, what are you, a youth pastor. You're a youth pastor. That's what he is. Okay? You always agree with Noel on everything? No. But he back, you back him to the death. Because God has placed Luke under Noel's authority. Okay? And so God places us, Jesus placed, God placed Jesus under his authority. He was equal to God, but he did what God asked him to do. And so when he calls us to do that, we know because we see in Jesus that he is this person who is under authority. And so we are called to be under authority as well. Jesus calls us to be obedient. The first request of Jesus is always obedience. Follow me. Zacchaeus, get out and down out of the tree. He gets down. Peter, leave your nets and follow me. He gets down. Levi, Matthew, leave your tax booth and follow me. And so it's always authority. We leave security in what we know and we follow God. We have to believe that God knows better. To be like Jesus, we have to learn to follow Jesus when he speaks. The third thing is we have to listen. I heard a lady the other day telling about God was speaking to her and, and, and she was listening. We think we need to talk and read, but we don't need to listen. But God has called us to listen. Make time daily to listen. I don't, did, I, did I tell you guys about them kids I saw at, the, at Mr. Ed's? Have I told that story lately? I, I tell so many stories. I can't remember what I've said. We was at Mr. Ed's the other day. Have I told you this? Okay, I won't tell it again. They were texting, weren't listening. Write that down. Don't use, don't use that story again ever. But they want, we don't listen. We, we want to talk. We want to talk. We don't want to listen. We have to come to a place where we have to listen to people. Uh, and there's so many things that we do that we, 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 we don't get ourselves in a place where we can hear God. You know, it's hard to get quiet in this world. There's always noise going on in this world. There's always something pressing you. There's always, your phone's always buzzing. Your phone's always doing stuff like that. And, 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 and I thought about uh, all the things that we do. You know, sometimes you'll, you'll watch a movie and you're like, man, that's two hours of my life that I will never get back. You ever thought about that? I mean, Luke tells us sometimes, he told us to watch one of these movies. He loved, and I remember this specifically. Me and Cindy were sitting on the couch. We got done watching that, and I said, that's two hours of my life that I will never get back, and I'm going to punch Luke in the throat the next time I see him. (laughs) Think about it. Am I taking time? What am I giving myself to? Is this anything that's going to have any kingdom business at all? Is this anything that's going to help me follow Jesus? If you want to follow Jesus, you are going to have to be in his word and see what did Jesus do in these situations. And you're going to have to listen to him and you're going to have to be obedient to him. I'm going to tell you what, if you put yourself in a place where you can hear God, he's going to speak to you. I know that. I heard that testimony tonight in my membership class. God spoke to me and I obeyed. Well, if God can speak to Michael Dill, he can speak to anybody. And that don't mean that bad. But I mean, it, I mean, God loves Michael enough to speak to him. You know, God speaks to me and God speaks to you. And people say, well, I can't hear God. Well, maybe you need to be quiet. Maybe you need to place yourself in a place where you can hear him. Maybe you need to be in his word so he can hear, so you can hear him. God wants to talk to you. 
And God wants you to be obedient, and God wants you to follow. I'm glad you were here tonight. On this Labor Day weekend, when you could have done everything else, you guys came to church tonight. And I pray that God has spoke to you through his word this evening. I'm so glad you were here. We had a great time of worship tonight. I pray that the word has spoke to your heart. Let's all stand, and I'll dismiss you in prayer. Lord, we just thank you for a, a great time of coming and hearing your word tonight, a great time of worship, of just lifting up our hearts to you. Father, we want to be like you. I believe everybody here wants to be like you. Father, but that takes work. The disciples worked. They got up and followed. They listened. They watched. They studied Jesus until they became just like him. And then they started doing the things that Jesus did. And your Holy Spirit started working through them like you worked through Jesus. And so, Father, you want to do that in our lives. Father, help us to understand that and believe that and want that, Father, in the church today. And, Father, we ask all these things to be done in Jesus' name. Amen. Lord bless you. You are dismissed. Thanks for coming tonight.